John chapter 8, verse number 36. It says, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If He ever sets you free, you're free. Now, He don't set you free and put you under, under, under bondage. That's not biblical. If the Son shall set you free, the Bible says, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Pray you're blessing this lesson or message today as you uh, would have it to be brought out. God, help us all to realize some things that we have that are precious. As we were taught this morning, Lord, I believe it goes right along with the message. There are some things that we have in the Father's house that are precious, and we don't realize what we've got. And Father, I pray now, bless everyone in the sound of our voice. Hide us behind the cross. Give us liberty. Everything that's said and done, Lord, we love you and praise you for it. Bless our children's church this morning, our service. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And I'll be seated. After doing this study on this Baptist history that I was studying on last night, I come to a conclusion. And that is that America is free because Jesus sets me free. That's why we're free. We're free because Jesus sets me free. But uh, believe it or not, America is a republic and not a democracy. In other words, America is built upon Judeo-Christian ethics. Now, we're a generation who is ignorant of our national history. Many think that we are a democracy. That's the only thing you hear from uh, Washington. It's about, we're going to go over here and we're going to try to get some democracy. We are not democracy. We are republic. How do you know? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Watch this right here. And to the republic for which it says. They didn't say nothing about democracy. They said to the republic. What is a republic? It is for the people, by the people, and of the people. Amen. It ain't democracy. Don't you listen to that. It is republic. Amen. And, we've, and because it is, that means that you're not supposed to have people in a Supreme Court justice that are put in by the president. They're supposed to be put in by the people, but they gave their rights up many years ago. Amen. What, our, what the forefathers established in this country. Now, we have men who have been chosen to represent us in Congress. But the problem with America is that it is no longer run by a republic but a bunch of doodos in black robes on benches who have never been elected by the people and a legislative laws when they are only to interpret the law. Right, right. The constitutional rule has been set aside in our country. We have people in Congress who are dedicated to the overthrow of our nation. We are free because Jesus sets men free. Amen. Jesus sets men free. We are blessed because of religious freedom. Did you know this? South America has never been blessed materially or spiritually like North America has. Why? Because men many years ago went to South America because of gold. They wanted to get rich. And they went to South America to try to find gold. But the forefathers of this country came to America because of God and religious freedom. Amen. That's why God has blessed this country. Amen. That's why God's blessed it. Amen, because God was first. And when God's first, God will bless. Amen. Yeah. 
Will I not open you up the windows of heaven and pull you out of blessing that you won't have room enough to receive it, he says in the book of Malachi. Now we find we are blessed. There's four freedoms that are classified as Baptist distinctives. Four freedoms that are classified as Baptist distinctives. There's no other religion on earth, including Catholic and Protestant, that have an impact on freedom like the Baptists do. Have an impact on freedom like the Baptists do. Now, one way of classifying Baptist distinctives is called the Four Freedoms. The Four Freedoms, they were articulated by a Baptist historian by the name of Walter B. Sheridan. Walter B. Sheridan, and they called them the Four Distinctive Baptist Freedoms. What are the four freedoms the Baptists believe? Number one, we believe in soul freedom. Soul freedom. The soul is competent before God and capable of making decisions in matters of faith without coercion or compulsion by any larger religious or civil body. We believe in soul freedom. Number two, we believe in church freedom. Church freedom. Freedom of the local church from outside interference. Whether government or civilian, yep. subject only to the law yep. where it does not interfere with the religious teachings and practices of the church. Yes, we are to obey the laws of the land. But when the laws of the land go against this book, we are not to obey it. Amen? So we believe in soul freedom, the Baptists do. We believe in church freedom, the Baptists do. Number three, the Baptists believe in Bible freedom. Bible freedom. The individual is free to interpret the Bible for himself or herself. Don't need somebody else to interpret it for you. Amen? Using the best tools of scholarship and biblical study available to the individual. We believe in Bible freedom. And fourthly, we believe in religious freedom, the Baptists. The individual is free to choose whether to practice their religion, another religion, or no religion. Separation of church and state is often called the civil corollary of religious freedom. So we believe in religious freedom. We believe in Bible freedom. We believe in church freedom. And we believe in soul freedom. Now, in the way of introduction, when I get into this, I took the word Baptist, B-A-P-T-I-S-T-S, and done it what is called an acrostic. An acrostic is when you take Baptist, you take each letter of Baptist and see what it stands for. So, uh, I made an acrostic and the spelling of the Baptist and what we believe in as Baptist people using the word Baptist. Okay. The letter B for Baptists, we believe in biblical authority. Amen. 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 We believe in biblical authority. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away, man. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 2, verses number 3, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The Baptists believe in biblical authority. If it ain't Bible, it ain't right. It don't matter what mama said and papa said and grandpa said and cousin said. If it ain't the Bible, it ain't right. And there ain't no eighth day creation in the book. Oh, 
Jeff, you are primitive Baptist. Eighth day creation. That God had a separate people. Just read Genesis and God will define it. Well, I said it to Johnny the other day. Bible says Eve was mother of all living. That means there wasn't nobody born that didn't come through Eve. There ain't no another people that was made. I don't know what happened to the primitive Baptists, but they went off the deep end on that one, amen. <laughs> Biblical authority. That's what the B's for in Baptists. Then there's the letter A. We believe in the autonomy of the local church. Yes. If you study 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, he tells you about not taking your brother and your sister to court. Don't do civil matters. Go before the world. But he tells you biblically how you are to handle matters within the local church. Matthew chapter number 18. I'm going to read this one. Matthew 18, verses 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. If he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. He said if he won't hear the church, just leave him alone, amen. That's how God handles matters. Not through the world system, but through the local church. Amen. We believe B is for biblical authority. Believe A is for the autonomy of the local church. The letter P is for the priesthood of all believers. Amen. According to 1 Peter 2 and 9, he's made us all kings and priests, brother. We are a peculiar people. Amen. We have a priesthood. We don't need no priest. We are priests, amen. <laughs> we are a priesthood of believers. And our priest sets, our high priest sets at the Father's right hand, amen. He is our high priest, amen. And we are in the local church. We believe in biblical authority. A, we believe in the autonomy of the local church. P, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. T, we believe in two ordinances. Yes. Believers' baptism and the Lord's Supper. Believers' baptism and the Lord's Supper. One is found in Acts 2, 41 through 47. The other is found in 1 Corinthians 11, 23, 32. Yes, Jesus washed the disciples' feet, but he never made an ordinance out of it. He never set it aside. It is not an ordinance. The ordinance is the Lord's Supper. Amen. The Lord's Supper and baptism. Amen. And both of them are scriptural found in the Word of God. So Baptists, we believe in biblical authority. We believe in the autonomy of the local church. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. We believe in teed, the two ordinances. I, we believe in individual soul liberty. Individual soul liberty. What are you talking about? Romans chapter 14. And verse number 5. If you're taking notes, you want to write some of these down. Romans chapter 14. And verse number 5. Romans 14, 5. One man esteemed one day above another. Another esteemed every day alike. But the Bible says, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Individual soul liberty. We don't make you robots. We don't say do it because the preacher says so. No, the Holy Ghost will show you what to do. Yeah. If the Holy Ghost can't teach you, if the Holy Ghost can't convict you, there's nothing I can do because it's individual soul liberty. Yeah. That's what we believe. Amen. 
Amen. We believe in biblical authority, honey. We believe in autonomy of the local church. We believe in priesthood of all believers. We believe in two ordinances. We believe in individual soul liberty. Then there's the S. We believe in saved church membership. Saved church membership. It ain't no good to put your name on the roll if your name ain't in heaven. Saved church membership. Amen. We are part of the head according to Colossians 1.18. Saved church membership. Amen. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. So we believe in saved church membership. We need to be saved by the grace of God to be part of the church. Then there's the T. The T. We believe in two offices of the church, pastor and deacons, amen, pastor and deacons. Anything else is man-made. Trustees is, is man-made. Right. Hey, amen, you all don't know, I know we have them and, and all that, but the two biblical things is pastor and deacon. That's in the book, pastor and deacon. And when the, if a pastor and his deacons work together, in love and unity of the church, God can bless the church. Amen. But if it don't, you better look out. You got problems. Amen. Problems within the church. So we find here, Baptist. We believe in biblical authority. We believe in autonomy of the local church. P, the priesthood of all believers. T, two ordinances. <laughs> believers, baptism, Lord's Supper. I, the vendors of soul liberty. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Saved church membership. You got to be saved to get to heaven. You got to be born again. Two offices of the church, pastor and deacon. And then there's the letter S, Baptist with an S on the end of it. We believe in this. We believe in this, and this is great. This is for the time that we're living in. Separation of church and state. Amen. Jesus said, render therefore unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Render unto God what belongs to God. He said they're not the same. Separate them, amen. Government church, don't go together. And Barack Obama will not tell me what to do. Know about you, he ain't going to tell me what to do. I ain't never been in jail my whole life, but it's always the first time, ain't it? Amen. But I'll say it again. Barack Obama will not tell me what to do when it comes to the church. Amen. By the grace of God, I stand on that. Amen. Church and state are separate. Amen. Praise God. What an acoustic. The Baptist. Now I'll give you a little history. In closing. Maybe some things you did not know. I'm going to show you what started in, in, in North Carolina. There was a man by the name of Shubal Starnes. Always starts with somebody. God don't need but one. You know God needs you. You're God's mouthpiece. Don't let the devil tell you that you're not important. You are important. God needs you. Amen. Now he, get, he can go without you, but he sure would love to use you. The influence on North Carolina, Shubal Starnes. Valentine Whitman was the grandson of Edward Whitman, the last man burned at the stake in England in the year 1612. Valentine Whitman was saved and became a member of North Kingstown Baptist Church. In 1705, he moved to Groton, Connecticut. He founded the first Baptist church in that state. In 1743, Valentine Whitman and his church began a mission church. It was known as North Stonington, Connecticut. Wake Palmer was the first pastor. 
1745, Shubal Starnes was saved under the influence of George Whitfield. Y'all ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. Who was a congressionalist. But by 1751, he became convinced by the contact of Wake Palmer that infant baptism was not scriptural, and he became a Baptist. The reason why they started as those separate Baptists is they were trying to show you that they didn't believe in baptizing their children, that baptism is not regeneration. A lot of times people, the first thing they'll say, I said, I heard someone say got their heart right with God. Yeah, they got baptized. No, huh? I didn't ask you that. I want to know if they got saved or not. Baptism is not regeneration. So there was a separate thing there, amen. And so they had to come out from that, and he accepted it. And being baptized by Wake Palmer, he was baptized by Wake Palmer when he understood that. And he got baptized at night. Now listen to this. In the Watomic River, because of great opposition of his views, they threatened his life. And he got baptized during the nighttime. Well, in 1755, Stearns, Daniel Marshall, and their family, 16 people, all came to Sandy Creek near Liberty, North Carolina. I know where that is. And it was organized the Sandy Creek Separate Baptist Church, November 22nd, 1755. Now, y'all stay with me. It's going to get good here in just a minute. Within a space of 17 years after this organization, Sandy Creek had planted 42 churches. Came From that 42 churches came 125 preachers that had been called. Within 50 years, it had 1,000 churches. When he died in 1771, his church had 606 members. And on his monument at Sandy Creek, here's what they put on his tombstone. It is a mother church, nay, a grandmother, a great-grandmother church. All the separate Baptists sprang hence, not only eastward towards the sea, but westward towards the great river Mississippi, but northward to Virginia, southward to South Carolina and Georgia. The word went from Zion, and great was the company of them who published it, insomuch that her converts were as drops of morning dew. So many people get saved by the grace of God. Now here's where you get in. Very interested in what I'm getting ready to say. Now get ready to perk up here. The Battle of Alamance. Governor William Tryon defeated the Baptists. When he defeated them, he hanged 12 of them. He hanged 12 Baptist preachers. No, he hanged 12 of them. And out of those 12, six of them were Baptist preachers from Hillsborough, North Carolina. They got hung for preaching the gospel. Well, the Baptists left that area. And they decided to do like the early church and they began to scatter. And the first place they went to and settled was Gray, Tennessee, Buffalo Ridge Baptist hey, Church. Hey. Can I get an amen? Hey. Buffalo Ridge Baptist Church. Now, hey, brother, uh, brother Gene Lashley would love to be right here and hear about that. He passed that church for many years. We was in a meeting over there in, a, in the tent uh, at a brother Cook's church. And the brother from uh, 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 Arkansas was down preaching. And Brother Lashley was leading. And he got talking about Buffalo Ridge's history. He said, how they used to have to fight off the Indians to have service. And I said, I wasn't in that bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but now listen to this. They left North Carolina and they went to Great Tennessee. Where Titus Lane formed the Buffalo Ridge Baptist Church in 1778. The first Baptist church in Tennessee. Praise God for that. In 1780, Titus Lane and his nine sons, 
along with a thousand and forty men became overmountain men right, and right. whipped Patrick Ferguson's British right. and Tories at the Battle of Kings Mountain just nine years after Alamance. The church had to fight. I tell you what, the Bible says in the last days, contend for the faith. What does that mean, preacher? You might have to fight. <laughs> hey, man, nothing better to fight for than to fight for him. Yep. Nothing better to fight for than to fight for him. But listen, this Baptist history, honey, it goes on and on and on. Let me just skip down here because. Here's something very interesting. James Madison. He's one of our presidents. James Madison was a boy when Elijah Craig was in prison and heard him preach from the jail and determined in his heart as a boy that someday he would defend them. He became proponent of religious liberty and later introduced the Bill of Rights. James Madison is the one that has somewhere he's got it written in the White House. Let nobody live here. Let nobody be under this roof. Now listen to this. Here's what James Madison said. That is dishonest. <laughs> James Madison said that. Said that nobody stay under this roof who is dishonest. Woo! And I ain't got to tell you what all's going on, honey. Y'all know what's going on. Let's don't even get into all that. It is something else. All right. John Gano baptized George Washington and was Washington's chaplain during the war. When Cornwallis surrendered, he sent his sword to George Washington. And he, in turn, gave the sword to John Gano. John Gano pastored the Jersey Baptist Church in Denton, North Carolina, which was established by the Welch Neck Baptist Church in Society Hill, South Carolina, which is a direct link to the Baptist Church in Jerusalem. Uh, just a little bit more and I'm going to close. Patrick Henry. Y'all heard of him, right? He defended Lewis Craig, Joseph Craig, and Aaron Bledsoe, who were in prison for preaching without a license. They put him in prison and when he defended him, they said, how can you lock these men up? How can you hold them back? And the only crime is for preaching the gospel of the Son of God. He said, how can you do such a thing? How can you do such a thing? Thomas Jefferson defended the Baptist. Andrew Trimble was the pastor of the Albemarle Baptist Church, a short distance from Jefferson's home nine or ten years before the American Revolution. Thomas Jefferson attended this church several months in succession, and after one of them asked Elder Tribble to go home and dine with him, which he compiled Mr. Tibble and asked Mr. Jefferson how he was pleased with their church government. Mr. Jefferson replies that it struck him with great force, and he interested him much that he considered it the only form of pure democracy that then existed in the world had concluded that it would be the blessed plan of government for the American colonies. Andrew Tribble was converted during the separate Baptist revival in Virginia and often said that he was the 53rd Baptist on the north side of the James River. He was baptized by James Reed and began preaching soon afterwards. And in closing, listen to this. One of the Baptists, Thomas Jefferson, defended a man by the name of John Weatherford. John Weatherford had his hands slashed for sticking his windows out of the jail cell and preaching. And as he'd stick his hands out to preach, they slash his hands with knives. John Weatherford was converted under the preaching of Samuel Harris, who came out of the Sandy Creek revival. John Weatherford's fines were paid by Patrick Henry. And they didn't know it until his death, 
But the scars and the lacerations were on his hand laying in his coffin. When they buried him, they put him in the coffin. They could see the scars where he had preached the word of God and they sliced his hands with knives. Folks, listen, we've been through nothing, have we? We ain't been through nothing, but I tell you what, boy, we got a heritage, don't we? We got a heritage. And I'll say something, this church here was established many years ago, and God is in this church. And the devil does not like it. But he can put it in a pipe and smoke it, because I done read in the book, greater is he that is in us than he that is of the world. Amen. amen. Well, love one another, treat one another, amen. If you're a Christian, we need to act like it, amen. amen. And we're a Christian, amen, we need to be one, amen. We need to quit watching the world and how the world handles our situations. And we need to handle situations godly according to the word of God. And if you're a Christian, dear God, be one for the cause of Christ. Because many men gave their lives so we can have this freedom. We have today to preach the word of God, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for men that stood for the Lord, amen. Thank you for listening to the In Spirit and In Truth podcast. Hope this message was a blessing to you all. Tune in next week to hear God's word. Until next time, Pastor Locklear.